Yo, yo, yo. Welcome to NS9 Live. I'm your host, Anthony DiNardo. With me, we got Tyler. We got Jim. I'm in the middle. What's up, guys? How we doing tonight? Doing fantastic. How about you? It's good to be back. I, I, I feel like the three of us haven't been on in a while. When was our last NS9 Live? I'm going to look into that. Nobody knows. No, nobody knows. It's been great. No, it's it's good to be back, and there's a lot to talk about today. We got the trade deadline coming up, and the Pirates made a move today. So, yeah, plenty of stuff going on. Our last NS9 Live was the Smasher Pass episode. <laughs> which, which Pirate players need to play. But I think that oh, was oh, me boy. and you. Two months ago. No, it was a three. That was, oh, it wasn't? Yep. We were debating players like Jack Swinski, Rodolfo Castro, G1 Bay, Marcano, Ortiz. Yeah. Two months ago. Yeah, so it's been a while. Technical difficulties over here. Tyler's just a mute. Well... We got issues. Like, nothing's working for me. I've had to rush in the house. The whole thing. We're good. Hi, friends. How are we tonight? I said I'm fantastic. How are you, Tyler? Flustered. I'm a scatterbrain anymore, so here we are. Love you guys. Mainly Jim. Just an awful show. This is just awful. Oh, I mean, you're the host. You gotta, it. you gotta get us on track. Yeah, God, I'm out here trying to fix the equipment. You told me to buy. All right, let's go. So the Pirates made a move today. No, we're gonna talk. As you see the headline, it's the MLB trade preview. We were going to preview this upcoming deadline, and the Pirates got a head start on us. So they've already made a trade. So obviously today, I think what we're gonna talk about. Is we're going to talk about the Pirates trade that happened. We're going to riff a little bit and maybe just talk about some other guys that potentially could be traded, maybe what we expect from the deadline. And then uh, I think we'll talk about some of the young guys that are on the team already. Tyler is a liability. I absolutely agree. I'm not even sure you can get international bonus money for him. (laughs) I didn't didn't even do it that time. But at any rate, oh, he's back. Damn it. I did. Uh, at any rate, he's like Kelly Johnson from the Braves, who just keeps getting traded and coming back. <laughs> um, so let's talk about that. So today, the Pirates made a trade, as mentioned. Carlos Santana, first baseman, gets dealt to in division. I'm not going to say rivals because that would mean that two teams are good. But in division team, the Milwaukee Brewers. For an 18-year-old prospect. And is it Johnny? Is that where we're going? I'm gonna with? go ahead and say that it's probably Yanni. Yanni. Just based on the little bit of Spanish that I know and how the language works. Yeah. I'm gonna go with Yanni. The only is reason I Yanni said Johnny well? is like that's what I was going with. Who? What'd you say? Johnny Peralta. Yeah. Or Joni. 
whatever we decided, whatever someone wanted to add a little flair to it. Yeah, that's true. I mean, it's pronounced, it's spelled the same way as Johnny Peralta. So maybe it is Johnny. Yeah. It's off the top of the dome, by the way. It's our Will Ferrell moment. It's either a soft J, hard J, I'm not sure. I'll, I'll go Yanni. Yeah. It probably is Yanni. You know, it probably was Yanni Peralta, and everyone just said Johnny. He was like, I'm I'm tired of correcting all these St. Louis Cardinal fair. fans. Yeah. <laughs> I'll just stick with Johnny. <laughs> At any rate, yeah. So Yanni or Johnny Severino. Uh, I want to say a lot of controversy. I mean, it's Pirates Twitter, they're Pirates fans. You get every viewpoint here, but losing Carlos Santana, I felt was definitely going to get a lot of viewpoints on it. Let's just start just in general. What are your thoughts on the trade? Um, I think the trade is just fine for who Carlos Santana is. He's a two-month rental. He's a first baseman who is a league average hitter. That makes him a below average major league first baseman. So, yeah, the fact that you got someone who seems like he's got a little bit of upside. Now he's probably four plus years away from the majors, but just getting somebody semi-interesting like uh, like Severino. I mean the, the the trade is the trade is fine. So I guess my opinion is uh I think that there's a couple layers here. The Pirates and Pirates fans in general, we are fatigued with being sellers at the deadline every single year. So every time one of these guys goes, we're going to be a little bit up in arms in a vacuum. I think this trade is fine. Jim mentioned that Carlos Santana really hasn't been that good this year. I think more than anything, they'll miss his defense. Um, But the bat, I think that can be filled pretty easily. It's just a little bit of uh, pirate trade deadline fatigue, I think, because if you're a guy like me, you've spent your entire life with the Pirates as a seller. It just gets a little old after a while, and I think that's kind of where everybody is right now. The return, it, it's fine. Like, I The only part that annoys me a little bit is that I think people... Like the positive realm of Pirates fans gets locked into O'Neill Cruz came from Tony Watson. So we get in this little thing of keep just going this high upside type of deal. O'Neill Cruz was one in a million. It doesn't work like this all the time. We've seen it in Ben Sheridan's career. He's acquired every single middle infielder known to man. It hasn't worked. O'Neill Cruz was special and it just happened to work out. This guy probably won't work out, but at the same time, it's. It's fine. Like you just live with it. The upside seems to be there based upon everything I've read on him because obviously I haven't really dug into him that much in my life. Fair. I think all things you said are fair. The side where, you know, as Pirates fans, you're you're tired of seeing this a deadline. I absolutely absolutely get the frustration. For those who are upset at people being frustrated calm the F down. Like they have every right to be upset. Uh, like Jim points out as, as all, like how many times and how often most pirate fans, especially on Twitter have seen three winning seasons four, I guess three playoff years, right? That's ridiculous. 
That's ridiculous. So any team that's upset about the organization of here we go again, the trade deadline, and you know, here's Carlos Santana being traded off. I get the frustration, but I guess where I'm at is I'm on the viewpoint. We all know every one of us here is on the viewpoint. Like this team is a disaster. It's a, a huge disappointment of where we feel it should be in year four of the, of the rebuild, right? That is true. But at the same sense, because you've already made one wrong doesn't mean you have to make another wrong. And what I mean in that is I don't hate this trade one bit. You know, with the Carlos, Sanche- Carlos Santana being traded off, G-Man Troy comes back. He's healthy now. You have Connor Joe. Like, I'll at least say at this point, I mean, Troy could be traded, right? But as of today, you have those players, and they're competent enough that I don't look at this huge drop off of first base. It's not like you're having Josh Vameter play first, Michael Chavis like you had last year. Like, there's still some competency there, per se. So, like, this trade, I'm okay with. But also the same sense, what I was relieved in seeing was this type of trade being made. What I mean by that is I was expecting the double-A catcher or reliever that it seemed like the Pirates have gotten every one of these type of deals, right? With no upside, just this garbage player who's going to fill a roster spot, hopefully, potentially. You know, like, where's ABM Gutierrez, right? Where's Carter Bins? Like, like, I'm expecting, like, that type of a deal. So at least he went for some lottery ticket. That's what I was more afraid of is going that other route. So it's like at least at least there's some opportunity of there's some potential here. I'm not going to go down the O'Neill Cruz route and say it's O'Neill Cruz. That's a possibility. But like this is this is what that presents. You know, you're not getting any like Carter Bins is never going to amount to anything. He could be a major league player, an intriguing player. And I have some more to say, but I'll let Jim interject here. He looks like he wants to say something. <clears throat> yeah, like I said, the, the trade itself is fine. The problem here and what's frustrating is that a trade like this is even happening in year four of a rebuild that, quite frankly, didn't even have to happen. Like, this was a decision made by this front office to be terrible for four straight years. And now we're in year four, and we're still doing stupid stuff like this, like, trading our veterans rental players for lottery tickets that may or may not make this team better in 2030. Like that's where, that's where we're at right now. And that's, what's frustrating. The deal itself is fine. It's what the deal represents. And and obviously we all knew that this is where this team was, but that's the frustrating part, right? Like the frustrating part is we're sick and tired of being in this position where it's just a foregone conclusion that whatever guys we have who are free agents at the end of the season are just going to be traded at the deadline because why the hell would we need them the last two months of the year? Because we suck. That's the, that's what's frustrating about this four years into this. They didn't have to do this rebuild. They chose to do it. They chose to put us through four years of misery. And this is just part of the misery. Right. Jim, they literally chose it. They said their projections were to be a very bad team this year. They chose yeah. this. Yeah, they strive. This is what they strived for. Yep. They decided to be this bad, and this I is don't, what we're up to. This is now where this is now where we are. And I don't want to make it seem like Carlos Santana is the reason that this team is was twenty eight eight in April. Like, this team's not a good team, and that's Carlos Santana has nothing to do with that. 
this organization decided they were going to be bad this year. And we're just in the same boat that we were for the last three years. And there is nothing on this planet that can convince me that 2024 will be any different. They've decided to be bad four straight years. They have been bad on purpose now for four straight years. Can I interject a little bit on that? That's what makes this season more frustrating. They chose for three years to be bad. They did make a decision to be better this year. And with making a decision to be better this year, they're basically just as bad as they were last year. That's what makes this season even more frustrating. Like you don't invest $40 million in off season to choose to be as bad as you were last year. So there was a level of investment. There's absolutely no progression. There's more or less regression with the players that were already here. That's why this season's so frustrating. Yeah, Jim, they didn't choose to go above and beyond to be, be good. They chose at least to be competent, and they're not even that. I mean, we can spiral this into a whole other thing. Like, they they sure. were good to start the year and then decided to not do anything about it, and they just let this thing fall apart, right? So, I mean, we could, we could go down that entire route. But trade deadline's coming up. Let's kind of talk about that. This is obviously the first domino to fall. Um, Carlos Santana was obviously a pretty – clear-cut favorite to be traded on this team it's a position that the pirates quite frankly they've got another very competent player to play it right they've got um carlos santana is a veteran who has been in the postseason he's played in stretch runs before he's a he's a player that contending teams would like to have on their roster uh so everything kind of pointed to a santana trade here uh but uh yeah this this was the first one uh the brewers decided to uh, pull the trigger a little bit early. They, they made a decent offer. I mean, I, I, I again, the, the trade itself, the pirates, I feel like got a pretty good return for two months of a first baseman who can't really hit like a first baseman, if we're being honest. So like the trade itself, Sherrington did, did just a fine job with it. I don't know if you were going to get anything better for him. You probably could have gotten something different if you wanted to go like a different route, right? Like you mentioned how he how he um, operated previous seasons, right? Vogelbach for Holderman. Could he have gotten another deal similar to that? Probably. So, yeah. Do you go for maybe the 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 major league ready twenty six year old reliever, or do you go for an eighteen year old kid? who signed for over a million dollars last year, who's got some upside, hasn't really put it together yet, but he's 18 and you never really know what's going to happen with him. So he decided to go that route, which I mean, quite frankly, if we're going to choose between the two, I'd rather him go that route. So I'm I'm not going to criticize the trade itself. I think he did an okay job, Uh, but yeah, it's just, it just sucks as a Pirates fan just to be in this situation again, where, Oh, all those players that you have that are somewhat that all every player on your team that's you know not terrible, we're just going to hear trade rumors about them for the next four days. Yeah, I think I'll be much more frustrated if Choi gets traded as well, because at that point, then you're just you're leaving first base as a black hole. At the very least, I just ask that you somewhat try to put a competitive roster on the field every day. And 
to be fair, G Man Choi to this point since returning has looked, I think, probably better than Carlos Santana at the plate. Um, I know the numbers might not suggest it, but just looks alone. I think he's looked pretty good. I actually have numbers up since you're talking about just to bring it up here. I mean, he has a 140 way to run a career plus since has, okay. So 50 yeah. average, 286 on base, but 656 slugging. Four and the other runs, thing, 35 plate appearances. Yeah, and the other thing that does that gets Andrew McCutcheon in the lineup more. You should be able to get Henry Davis some more DH appearances. There are some positives out of dealing from a surplus, like Jim mentioned. It's just the what it signifies, I think, that it's just getting a little old. Again, no argument there. Not one iota, but the team is where it's at. And like you just have to come to terms with it. This team is awful. And as much as you want them to not trade, the realistic move is they need more talent. They need more players. And I guess that's what gets me to the next spot too because I feel so many people get in this mindset. And I think I've talked more about like this thought process this year than any other year. But so many people get in this mindset of, well, great, this is 18-year-old. We won't see him for like six more years anyways. Like, what are you doing here? This is stupid. And like, stop thinking about prospects as players. Like, I understand like, they're needed more as players in small markets like the pirates, right? That's what you'd get them for. But like, just start thinking of his capital. What the pirates got is six years away, likely. So what they got is trade capital. If this kid can develop, there's a reason that he was signed for $1.2 million. Like that's the other aspect too. I know it's a little bit different because it's last year he signed. He's, you got a taste of him, but like, think about if you're able to trade Carlos Santana for 1.2 million international dollars. Like, that's unheard of, right? That's, like, kind of ridiculous. And that's kind of like what this is, except it was signed last year, right? You got a player that was signed for $1.2 million who has a lot of talent. He definitely has his struggles and concerns, right? The strikeout rate's a little bit concerning and such. But, like, you got a decent young prospect. And if he can develop to some level in two years, what does he present when you might be looking to, <laughs> don't laugh at me, contend, Right? Do you are you able to use him in the offseason or the trade deadline to get a number three star that you might need or the big corner outfield that you might need because you don't have it? Like, stop looking at him so much of this as a player in 2026 or 2027 and start looking at him as a trade chip that can help you out when you are winning. Yeah, I think that's stupid. No, it's not. It's absolutely not. He's not $1.2 million of international money right now. But what I'm he's saying like, is that he's like 300,000 because he's been terrible for two years. No. Jim. I mean, he hasn't been good, <laughs> but he's also been really young and I'm not really going to, I, I'm, I'm not going to pretend to know enough about this guy to say if he's good or not. I know he's not $1.2 million of international money worth. No, I mean, that's fair. And that's why I said like, it's not, it's different. Cause it's not like it's this year's worth, but like, that's the player he presents. That's the talent he had. That's not what a middle reliever in double a who's 26 year old is. Yeah, so like, like there's talent there. Yeah. Travis Swagger. That's why like he was signed for $1.2 million. Round. Cause there was talent. Now, if they can develop that and maybe start creating him to some resemblance of a player, What's his prospect status go up to? Yeah, and I, mean, I am curious to kind of see like what, and I haven't seen it. I haven't really done, dug the, too deep on it, but Severino hasn't played a game since June 27th. 
wrist. Um, so I'm not. It's wrist. Yeah. Okay. Wrist so they injury. they traded for a a, a injured. <laughs> hey, no, Jim, no. that's one point two million dollars of international money, Jim. All right. So <laughs> let me backtrack a little bit. This is a bad trade. <laughs> I'd rather have Colin Holderman. Now. I'd rather have Colin Holderman. No, like, but but for real, like, I mean, if 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 the wrist injury isn't that bad, which I'm sure they've gotten medicals, you know, they I would imagine the Pirates aren't so incompetent that they at least Tom Zick was like, we're good, we're good, buddy. But Jim, um, they tried to draft a kid that was suspended in the Rule Five draft. You know what? That's true. This is an incredibly incompetent team. They drafted a suspended person, not knowing it, and then just passed on the rest of the rounds because it flustered them so much. So honestly, yeah, who knows? Maybe they didn't know this guy's wrist is hurt. Maybe they were just like, you know what? He's a young guy and he can play shortstop, but he likely won't stick to the position. So, you know, that checks all the boxes. That's all they needed to know. Ooh, international money. He signed for that much. Check mark, baby. And he's a shortstop that had 20 errors in 47 games. Nailed it. Get him over. Get him. That's my guy. I'll Charrington be boy, stand up. Use any ass, so who cares? I'll say this. Ethan asks, are we grading Jordani De Los Santos higher than him because he's someone we know or because he's been pretty highly touted because they signed for fairly similar money? I would grade De Los Santos higher than him based off of just on-field production and, um, you know, exit velocities. De Los Santos hits the ball incredibly hard for someone his age. Uh, I think, I think uh, Jordani De Los Santos is just, he is the much better prospect. He's farther along. He's produced at, at the levels. Um, you know, you look just like on base percentage, it's hundred points higher than, than this guy's was in the complex league. Like De Los Santos is the better prospect. Absolutely. And yeah, we do know him, Absolutely. but that's not why I'm saying that. But I guess where I'm going to go with Ethan's point is they both have talent, and that's why they're signed for familiar mm-hmm. things. So if the Pirates are able to bring the talent and equate it to production, then maybe you're cooking a little bit. And again, it's not because you want him in 2027. It's because in 2024, 2025, maybe you're missing some piece to get you to the championship, right, to get you further, and you're using him as a trade chip. They can get you back better than a Carlos Santana for two months. So that would make sense if I had any I get it. reason I get it. to believe this team's going to be competitive in 2024 or 2025. I, I or get 2026 that. or 2027. Well, <laughs> they've been competitive a whole three years since I was five years old. In my lifetime. Here's I think I might be the curse, to be honest with you. I was born in 93. Yeah, if so they're in, not competitive by 2025, life. they will be competitive in 2027 by the new GM. No, because the new GM no, is just going to come down here and do rebuild. another rebuild. Yeah, they'll have enough talent in the, the new re- GM to trade away. They'll have enough going to shit all over Ben Charrington and show you how I'm going to do it. They'll have enough talent to trade away to springboard their the next rebuild, and then we'll be talking about the exact same thing in 2030 when we trade Brian Reynolds. I think they're waiting until 2030. Yeah, that's pretty optimistic of you, Jim. Yeah, that's true. Here we are. At any rate. At any rate. At any rate. Ever. 
no at any rate it's a fine trade it just it sucks i mean we're it's we're, we're it sucks that we're in the position that we're having to trade away our veterans at the deadline again yet yeah. another year where we're doing the yeah. same old thing like to like i said i've been a I was born in 93. I have seen four years in my lifetime where the Pirates have been what I would consider buyers at the deadline. And 14, they were not buyers. And I will give them maybe 2012 and 2018. That's been my lifetime. My lifetime has been the Pirates are trading anything worth the shit. There you go. So, are we wrapping up the actual trade that happened? Or we want to move forward to speculating. Sure, let's do it. I guess. Who's next? Who's next? Yeah, Rich Hill. Gotta imagine he's next. Um, he's he's an extremely competent starting pitcher, and most teams would be happy to have him in the rotation. So I got to imagine he's next to go. I'm not going to say he's going to be like the first pitcher to go or the second or third or fourth or maybe, maybe, but maybe like the fifth, <laughs> you know, he'll, he'll be like teams fourth or fifth choice. So someone will, someone will bite. I didn't know where you were going with that. Okay. That, that makes sense. When you're like, he's not the first pitcher second. I was like, wait, how many pitchers the Pirates trading? Cause they only have like seven of them. Yeah, I'm talking about available pitchers at the deadline. I mean, he 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 is attractive in a couple ways. Like he's he's a rental. He's not that expensive. So you, you know, you only got to pay him what three million dollars or so for two months. He's been he's been just fine this year. He's eating innings. He hasn't been great, but he hasn't been terrible. He's he's the kind of arm that a rotation would upgrade to. You know, if they if they were missing. Maybe they had a key injury in the rotation and they just need some fourth or fifth starter to to get them to the postseason. Rich Hill is more than capable of doing that with a contending team. So I guess my question would be, are the Pirates better off dealing him than they are keeping him? Because we're in a very tough spot where they don't have anybody left to eat some innings. And I understand Rich Hill is 43 years old. You probably do want to get do right by him. And if he wants to go play for a contender, you go ahead and make that move. But as an organization, there's nothing to eat these innings right now. Yeah, I mean, it's possible you could get something similar, maybe not the quality-wise, but, you know, I mean, the, the Pirates traded Quintana last year and got Oviedo. Right, and we're immediately able to plug him into the rotation. Pretty much, uh, they were able to get innings. I, I know they they do need innings. They do need someone to actually pitch games down the down these last two two uh, two months, and they've got the arms in the system to do it. It's just a matter of how quality do they want those innings to be, right? Um, because right now you're probably not filling in Rich Hill's spot with someone that you necessarily trust, but maybe you're filling in his spot with someone who you just let them, you just throw them into the fire and see what they got. 
Because there are some of those guys. Like, Luis Ortiz hasn't been good since being sent back to Indianapolis, but he is technically there. Who knows what Contreras is doing down in Bradenton or wherever he's at. Like, he's just fallen off the face of the planet. hasn't appeared in a game in a month. Um, so so they, they have the arms. It's just reliable arms. Not necessarily. I'm... Um... So, like, my whole stance on this is, like, what Tyler's saying, you absolutely understand that viewpoint. The argument, and I said this on the you know, post game, I think, a few times, but, like, the argument was, do you trade Quintana? Because if you do so, where are you getting the innings? This year, I think it's even worse position than it was last year with that scenario. But also, Rich Hill's not what Quintana was. Like, you could actually fetch yeah. a prospect package for Quintana, which you can argue if they did or not, right? But regardless, there's a guy who's in the starting rotation this year and a guy who's in AAA right now from that. Rich Hill's not going to get you an Oviedo or Malcolm Nunez, regardless, even if you have a Stratton to throw in <laughs> to do so, right? Like, that's just not going to happen. So it's like, is the risk-reward, like, for not much of a return, is are you willing and wanting to go ahead and give up Rich Hill to lose innings? I guess my argument in that as well is, you're already punting on this season as it is. You're already one of the worst teams as it is. Who cares? Like, if it ends up being... Aldridge, if it ends up being Caleb Smith, it's awful. But trust me, I don't want it. But you put yourself in this position as it is. It's already awful baseball. Find somebody to finish it. Find someone on the waiver wire. Find a salary maybe you can eat in the trailer. Like, are you maybe working a deal that you're going to take on a bad pitcher like Cleveland with? And that's another point of this. Like, can Rich Hill be traded? Well, Syndergaard went to Cleveland. <laughs> like, the Dodgers traded yeah. Syndergaard. Rich Hill has trade value. So, like, Pirates, like, Ben Charrington just needs to figure it out. You know, that's where I'm at with this. Um, yeah. The they, other thing I say to Tyler's point, are you comfortable Rich Hill's going to find innings? Like, he's still healthy, right? There's a very good possibility Rich Hill goes down in three weeks, and you're still stuck with finding innings. Is Rich Hill just hanging on until he can get traded? Maybe. <laughs> no, I think I do expecting think... at some point for him to go in the IL and he never has yet. Yeah, and I think you do bring up a good point though of just his health in general. He's really not eating that many innings in general. He's I would be more comfortable trading Rich Hill than I would have been Carlos Santana, but that's just because Rich Hill has really just not been that good. He's just been a guy. And the problem is that we're and we're dealing with a rotation that doesn't have guys. They just have a bunch of fellows that run out there and try to throw three innings a night. Yeah, I, I mean, you've got, you've got Osvaldo Beto going out there every five days. You got Quinn like Priester, who, again, you don't really know what you've got there yet. But Priester is going to get starts. Yeah. These next two months, like Quinn Priester is in the rotation. Unless he absolutely blows up and he is incapable of being being even allowed to pitch, Quinn Priester is in the rotation the rest of the year. He's yeah. still in the rotation, Jim. He's going to get the Mitch Keller effect. You're just you're just going to pitch it out, baby. <laughs> we can't afford to send you down. Um, I mean, but what just I was to add, gonna... I just real quick, just to add. I'm sorry, Denardo, but you're good. We did hear a lot about the veteran effect 
with like a Carlos Santana or Rich Hill. This team's like 12 games under 500. With or without them, this team sucks. So they got to do what they have to do. But at the same time, I'd like to be able to do a post game show without wanting to blow my brains out. Right. Yeah. I guess. So the thing I was going to say too, so back to like Jim's point about a team wanting him, right? And like the value there. The Braves, I'm not saying they are in on him, but like a team like the Braves make a lot of sense. They're running away the division, right? They just need to get to the postseason. Rich Hill's not going to be on a postseason roster for the most part. What Rich Hill does is, so there's only three pitchers, I'm sorry, four pitchers the Braves have that have made more than five starts on the year, right? Three that have made more than nine. Like Rich Hill could fill in that gap, give them like some innings, right? Take away and relax that bullpen some. The Braves could use a guy like Rich Hill. Just give me to the postseason. We're good. And then bye-bye. We got our horses. Uh, so, yeah, like I can definitely see Rich Hill a trade there. Now, what we get in return, again, I, I, I just don't know. And that's where the argument comes in. Do you trade him or just hold on to him? I am, though, on the side of just trade him. Figure it out. Trade him. Yeah, I, I'm I'm leaning more towards, you know, at this point, trade him, too. Like last year, I was definitely on the, like, hold Quintana trade. Quintana train because one that team was just absolutely miserable to watch and you needed someone to just like be competent out there. And he was very competent, right? Um, This team on the other hand, they're not good, but there are at least some interesting pieces to it where like they kind of make you want to at least watch the games. Like, like I want to watch Henry Davis. I want to watch Andy Rodriguez. O'Neill Cruz is hopefully going to be back next month. I'll want to watch him. I want to watch Piguero. I want to watch, you know, Gonzalez. I want to watch Priester. So, like, there's at least some interesting pieces on this team that aren't like, okay, as soon as they trade these guys away, like Tyler mentioned, like, I'm going to just, like, want to uh, – <laughs> Tyler put it in a very eloquent you way. Can paraphrase. You know, but, <laughs> but like, I, I – this team is more interesting. Are they better? Not really, but they are more interesting than last year's team was because yeah. you know you're not seeing Josh Van Meter getting trotted right. out there every day. Yeah, and it's Outside it's not Pelo even right. Who did you have last year? Right, and then the, like the arms that they do have that they they would plug in are even interesting. Like again, are they good? I don't know, but at least they would be interesting. Yeah. So. I think that's the big thing with Ben Sherrington has to do is you can't trade Rich Hill and then have uh, Tyler Beatty look alike out there. You got to have something a hair better than that. Does Jared Jones do it? Probably, but I don't know if he's quite there yet. They, this organization will never do that, but that's the arm that I think we all want to see it's it's not going to happen one thing we haven't really discussed and again it's an unknown but we also don't know the status of Rowan Z Contreras right. like when does he come back like he could fill in at some point hopefully sooner than later and hopefully that means he's back and right but there's the the Rowan Z Contreras question mark and effect yeah, I mean, you, like I said, you've got Contreras, you've got 
Um, you've got Ortiz. Um, I, I actually wouldn't mind maybe even seeing Jared Jones start like a couple games, you know, later in the year, just like let him, let him do it. Um, so I think the arms are there. And, and again, like how much can you even really ask Rich Hill to do at this point? Rich Hill's at 114 innings pitched. He's only done that one, two, three, four times in the last six years, seven years. So like he's already kind of pushing his limits when it comes to innings anyways. So like you got what you got out of him. Now see, see if there's anything of value you can get in return. I think he's the most likely guy to get dealt. I just can't do like three months of Ryan Barucki and bullpen games. Yeah, I, I don't think they'll. I don't think they'll go that route. Don't think yet. <laughs> Watch out. I don't okay. think. Uh, so I don't think you can chill. possibly even do that. You could possibly do it. They will. <laughs> do we need to go back like the last three years worth of our shows to just? All the things we said that they would never do, and they did. They Regardless, were. unanimously, I think we're on board. Rich Hill. Who else do we think the Pirates are trading this year? Really? Jim did say well, he's going to be quiet at the deadline. I think they want to trade Austin Hedges, but I don't know if they're going to be able to. Maybe like maybe they'll get somebody just kind of take them on for like cash considerations or something, but I don't I don't think you're getting anything for for Austin Hedges. Um, but I think that's a possibility. I think Colin Holderman's a possibility. So where are we at on Holderman? Because I don't know that I really heard his name come up until essentially today. I think yeah. it was John Heyman that tweeted his name. Yeah. And I don't really think anybody considered Colin Holderman being dealt. No, because but he's been here for it's only been here a year, twelve months, right. and a week. <laughs> Again, like the Pirates have team control of him for a really long time. But then you also look at it and you say, okay, well, he's, you know, they've got six years of control, but he's also twenty-seven. It's going to be twenty-eight next year. He's been fine not great in the majors like he's he is in he is your definition of your dime a dozen right-handed relief pitchers in major league baseball right now every team has three colin holdermans not every result wise or stuff wise. 29 do yeah (laughs) most teams have three colin holdermans right are we talking results or stuff both both. Everybody has three right-handed relievers who throw a hundred miles an hour with movement. Like that's just what twenty-nine people, teams do. That's what people do. Yeah, you're right. Twenty-nine teams. So I could see Holderman go if the, if the package is right. Like if a team is really looking to bolster their bullpen. Um, I don't think you're getting much in return for him though. So I don't know if you necessarily pull yeah. the trigger on it. The one jewel that they have is David Bednar. Like, 
they they could get a top prospect for David Bednar. And so then it's just a matter of, all right, are we just banking on us being able to fill that role with someone pretty competent? Or do you throw all your chips in the Bednar basket? Because if you're not going to trade him now, like you're probably just going to keep him. Like his value is never going to be higher. Like he's a lights out closer right now. That every single team would love to have currently. And they would pay for it. I mean, I just stick with it. You're absolutely correct. Bednar is the chip. Bednar gets you the biggest return. And to me, all a Bednar trade shows is this team is not ready for 2024 and they know it. If you seriously feel you're ready to contend for 2024, and again, by contending, I'm not, again, Pirates fans going to twist this, right? I'm not higher saying, okay, championship time, right? But like you're ready to do something. You're hopefully like playoffs are in your sets. This is the year we're going to push some chips in and move forward and buy the deadline. You don't trade David, David Bednar, especially with the way this bullpen is right now. You know, I know there's some back and forth like a couple nights ago about this whole ordeal, you know, like with the Orioles and such. Like the Orioles are able to do that at the time they did because they had a freaking Felix Batista waiting in the wings. And he's like one of the best relievers in baseball right now. They had a good bullpen then, and their bullpen's even better. Like you can deal from the strength. The Pirates don't have a bullpen today. You look at next year and they still don't have a bullpen. You can't deal David Bednar with intentions of competing next year because you can't just replace David Bednar. You still need, like, like if you keep calling Horderman, that's your best reliever. And then who's, who's left? Like this bullpen, it's, it's totally incomplete and incompetent. So you can't deal Bednar and go forward next year trying to compete. But if you do, it, it tells me that Ben Charrington looks at this team and says, Mm-mm, it's also not 2024. And what we have isn't enough, which is why we need that top prospect that Jim alluded to. Let's let's play hypothetical situation here. Yes. There are some teams out there who I think are really going to look to capitalize on where they're currently at in the standings, like the Cincinnati Reds. Let's talk about the Cincinnati Reds. The Cincinnati Reds want David Bednar. And they're willing to, willing to offer you like Christian Encarnacion Strand, who you can just plug right into first base, be your first baseman of the future. And then they want to also throw in Noel V. Marte. What do you do? Wait, Marte is a middle infielder who can play middle infield. Yes. Ben Charrington says no. So let's, yeah, like let's deals already nixed. But like, Sorry. what, like, that's it. I feel like that's something that, like, the Reds, they have Votto, right? So, like, they can deal in Carnacion Strand. They don't, like, Noel V. Marte is blocked by a lot of dudes. So, like, you know what? Can we make a little more just... other interesting? Yeah, sure. Because there's a guy on their team who's pitching on the block. What about India? What if India is the guy? No. I don't... So you're saying Jonathan India for David Bednar? Straight I'm up? saying no. 
I'm saying no. We'll do both of it. I would need something we'll else. let you go first. I would need something else. Yeah, I need, I need a little bit more. I would okay. need something Years else. of control are just a little bit too important there. But if you're going to do India and Encarnacion Strand. You doing it? I'm probably doing it. I'm probably. And I've said before, I'm, I'm okay dealing Bednar. But it has to be something that blows your mind. Yeah. It, it, it has it, to blow you away. Yeah. It almost has like the rumors of Felipe Vasquez. Unfortunately, I got to mention him, but the rumors of him going to the Dodgers, it has to be that type of deal or else I'm not moving him. And I might think differently if Neil Huntington is the GM because Neil Huntington could build a bullpen like no other. Ben Sherrington at this point in four years has not shown he can do that. He's done a very, very poor job of doing so. And there's not a single guy in this organization that really looks like they are going to be a David Bednar type of pitcher. Also very fair. Yeah, that's tough. And of course he had to go to Cincinnati. Like, first off, all the Pirate fans seeing David Bednar pitch for Cincinnati, awful, right? But at the same token... David Bednar having a pitcher Cincinnati? Like, that's got to kill him. <laughs> what did he do to you, Ben Sherrington? <laughs> yeah. Uh, but I that's mean, like what you present, I think, like that hypothetical. Yeah. That's that's a nice package. You got to think about it. But n- now what do you do with this bullpen? I get, you're, you're trading other pieces, I guess, to try to fit a bullpen together? I don't know. There's, there's not a whole lot that bodes confidence for me. Yeah, I, I ultimately I don't think Bednar gets traded because I don't think a team is going to put together a package that can land him. Right. But they're definitely going to be calling. Like people are going to be calling and asking about him, and they're going to be putting their best foot forward to try to get him. Maybe that gets us to the point where they get blown away. Maybe it doesn't. I would put Bednar's chances of getting traded at less than 50 percent but like the chances aren't zero like the the chance like there's a there's a one in four chance he gets traded yeah i think 25 percent is about right but like i said it's got to be something that just absolutely blows you away and to the point where you're not setting this rebuild back at all that's the only way i'm okay with this is that if it's a if it is a trade that doesn't set the rebuild back Any trade that sets it back. Well, Any trade. David Bednar presents like, you have the ability and potential to compete in 2024. No, David Bednar. I'm sorry. I, that's how I feel. Maybe I'm wrong. We can argue that. Maybe for another day because it's already 47 minutes in. But right. like, no, no David Bednar feels like 2024 is, is done. So it is setting it back at least another year. Unless like Ben Sherrington miraculously can build a bullpen. Another year. I mean, just move over here to the bullpen. Colin, hold on to Colin Holderman. Majinski turns into a stud. Yuri or uh, Yuri De Los Santos turns into a stud. It's all fine. But 
but I guess where I'm at too is like that's a hard trade to pass up. That absolutely is a it hard is. trade to pass up. And it just makes it unfortunate that it probably is 2024. But you're you're man. promise that's <laughs> not being offered. That I'm is not being offered here. Man. I know my audience. I don't know, like, man. Like that's not that's, being offered. Why don't you think so? Nobody deals that for relievers anymore. Yeah, they do. The Not Mets really. did just like two years ago. The Mets traded Jared Kellenick well, for Edwin Diaz. To be fair, they took on Cano's contract too. Who did the Cubs? Oh, no, no, no. the Cubs traded. The Cubs got Pete Crow Armstrong for that was for Baez, wasn't it? Baez like, and Jeez. what? Something else, but yeah, trash, just off. Yeah, yeah. It was a. I think it was a reliever in that too. David Benar. Listen, I know it's not a reliever, but this is this. This goes back to the whole Rich Hill. I forgot to bring this up. Like, remember, the Nationals traded John Lester, who at the time had like a five something ERA, to the St. Louis Cardinals for Lane Thomas, who's balling out. Like, this stuff happens. Yeah. And again, like, we're not talking about just some some guy. Like, David Bednar, you could argue, is the best closer in baseball. Yeah, he, he, he will – people will offer a lot for him. David Bednar is one of those relievers that defies the volatility of relief pitchers. Yeah, I mean, he's been he's been very good ever since he's gotten in the majors, and he just keeps getting better somehow. Yeah. So anyway, okay. Although Ben Sherrington found him, so you never know. That's true. Sherrington did trade for Bednar. You got to remember that. So at any rate, so Rich Hill, we think is definitely gone. David Bednar, I actually put it below twenty five percent. By the way, uh, I'm like at ten percent. He gets traded, but at any rate, he could. There's a real possibility. I just I'm on more Tyler's side that teams aren't going to do what it takes for the Pirates to trade him. Um, Mitch Keller. If we're going that route about guys like Better, what do you think about Mitch Keller? Is he going to get traded? No. I think there's a maybe one percent chance that Mitch Keller gets dealt. Because if Mitch Keller gets traded, then what is there to look forward to? Like if, you, if Mitch up. Keller, that they yeah, get. that's the thing. If Mitch Keller is traded, then you're giving up. Like you are giving up. You're you're going, you're punting. You're punting next year. Yeah. No, you're essentially saying this rebuild is done. This didn't work. We're starting over. Yeah. You trade Keller and Bednar to the Reds for India, Strand, no. Marte. <laughs> nope. Don't matter. <laughs> No, and like I, no, I don't think there's any. I really don't think there's any chance that Mitch Keller gets dealt. I think that Ben Sherrington does listen just in case, but I don't see any plan that he gets dealt. I'm with you. I think his chances are much lower than Bednar because I don't think he brings back the package that like Bednar could present. Yeah, and you need him. You need him. For this year and next, and if you deal Mitch Keller, I'm retiring. I'm not doing a post game show anymore. That's that's where I'm going. I'm done. I'm done with North Shore Nine if he gets traded. I'm gone. 
That's 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 it. what I'm it takes. Gone. That's it. You gonna text Ben Church and ask him to trade? <laughs> they... <laughs> Let's get it trending, guys. <laughs> Like I'm done. No, I mean to to Tyler. I am literally done. If if they do, and that is that is you do have to actually think, and and he's he may be done. But if you trade Mitch Keller and or David Bednar, you do have to think like it. That is a massive PR hit. And I know that like you don't make decisions hundred percent based on that, but they've already like you do have to think like. This team has put this fan base through so much. The fact that any of us are still here is a miracle. It's a miracle. Like, so we're just the dumbest people on earth. We are, we have to be. We have to be. The, we have to be the dumbest people ever to still be sitting here fifty three minutes in, and we've been talking about just this absolute loser franchise for an hour, right? And there's 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 tons of people watching us and typing in the comments about how they're also watching this team. Like we're all idiots. No, they're all saying they want, (laughs) they want Mitch Keller traded. So I'm gone. So like, if that happens, like, I don't like how many of these idiots do, you know, finally are like, Oh, you know, I'm going to stop being stupid. I'm just going to give up on this team. Cause how many idiots they got left? I like how Jim's just calling everyone watching this an idiot. Like, all, you're all idiots. We're all idiots. Like, and the funny here. part is, we is every idiots. single one of them right now is going, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm yeah. an idiot. I, you're right. But it's funny. Like, this is. Every post game, we hear it. Like, this is our group therapy sessions. Yeah. What I want to say to this whole thing, though, you, you know what makes this even worse? And, like, we're not even talking about and. We haven't really talked about this aspect of it, but I think it's a real, real aspect, and I kind of hint to it. If Keller and Bednar is traded for those reasons, you know what's the the absolute worst decision? It's not those two. It just makes keeping Brian Reynolds the most epic, terrible decision that came about this rebuild. You chose this guy to keep, and you screwed up the entire thing, and now you're trading the $100 million contract and his, his age 30, like whatever, you know what I mean? Like the, the point of keeping him was stupid and asinine. Yeah. Mitch but it's Kelly because Ben Charrington failed his rebuild. I'm Anyways, gone. back to the actual trade deadline preview. I'm trying okay. to get people to watch because I'm so, saying I'm gone. You're calling our people that are watching idiots right now. I'm not. Jim did. I said <laughs> I will be gone if they do. But well, I also said that thing. we are all like I I said we like I'm with them oh. like we are all idiots. Oh, yeah. We are like idiots. I didn't call I didn't call them specifically idiots and like saying that 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 I'm not an idiot. Like I'm, we're all in this together. No, we're all dumb. Any rate, I'm spending right. my Thursday night at 10:03 p.m. <laughs> talking about this useless team, and we've spent 55 minutes talking about a Carlos Santana trade. And other now, guys Tyler, that might get traded. It could be 9.53 we're talking about this if you weren't 10 minutes late. I was busy. Mm-hmm. That's why it's always 9 p.m.-ish. <laughs> Anyways. Exactly. All right. So I guess I want to touch on, because you did mention him, Austin Hedges. I've said it before. I still am. I feel like he can get traded if the Pirates want to. 
Uh, I think there's enough teams out there that could bring him on. There, I mean, catching is terrible. That's across baseball. This isn't to say that Austin Hedges is good. Like, this isn't spin it that catching's bad, so therefore Austin Hedges is also good. But there are teams out there, and I, I go back to this one too. Also, like the Dodgers have Austin Barnes as their backup catcher to Will Smith, who's absolutely trash offensively and defensively. Austin Barnes has two extra base hits. Like, as bad as you think Austin Hedges is, Austin Barnes is way worse, and he's also not good defensively anymore. Like, that's a team who could maybe want Austin Hedges. <laughs> Hedges to Savannah Bananas. I'm down with that, too. No, I mean, as far as backup catchers go, if there is a team to, to trade Austin Hedges to, where he could actually be an upgrade. It's the Dodgers. Like that's there is more. But again, that goes to he's a fine backup catcher. The problem that he presented in Pittsburgh was two of your prospects, your top prospects were catchers, and he was blocking them. There's clubs out there that don't have it. Again, like Dodgers is a good example. Look at Houston. Martin Maldonado is actually awful this year, too, everywhere. Like, Houston could use him as a backup. Houston likes that type of – I mean, that was Martin Maldonado has been a better bat, but the good offense – I'm sorry, defense. Maldonado is worse everywhere now. I'm just saying there are teams. I could see Hedges being traded. So I guess I wonder how much does that contract the Pirates have to eat? They would have to eat all of it. Like no one is taking on Austin Hedges. No one's paying Austin Hedges. No one's paying Austin Hedges. Like if you're trading Austin Hedges, you are paying another team to take him from you. Because they can find an Austin Hedges close enough in the minors. Like there's some team that just has some 30-year-old backup catcher that can catch really well. Just hang. You could just call up your backup high A catcher and he'd provide just as much value. So Abraham Gutierrez, he probably would. Double A, he'd be better. Honestly, he might. He'd be better. He could throw someone out every now and then. <laughs> Kenny says there is nothing wrong with paying Austin Hedges to leave. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm fine with it. I'm just saying, like, in order to get like any sort of return, you're gonna have to eat that contract, which is fine. I feel like they yeah, could and the, also, if they're doing that, <clears throat> sorry, eating all the contract too, I feel like they could have some international money thrown at them by some team. That's just my thought. Still, do they still trade international money? Mm. I thought we had a whole thing about this where they didn't anymore. It's could it's be wrong. Ethan's okay. in here. Ethan will correct us. Ethan, or... help me. <clears throat> you can, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, and you can back. you can still trade comp picks too, I think, right? Like the yeah. competitive yeah, balance. Yeah, giving that up for Austin for. No, age. that's not. No, no. <laughs> You're talking millions of dollars there. No, they like, I mean, get it, a it, player to be named later. Name nobody. Hedges could be a backup catcher on a decent team, but the Pirates, you shouldn't expect anything back in the trade of substance. No. Getting rid of him is addition by substance. Subtraction. There we go. Nailed it. Finally, get Henry Davis behind the plate. Probably, probably not. Like, we'll probably get like 
Jason Bloy. They'll actually they'll move Henry Davis to center field. <laughs> no, he's going to first base. Or a shortstop. Short no, he's stop. he's going to first base. Kutch is going to keep DHing. <laughs> Troy goes to left field. No, nah, Troy's getting traded. <clears throat> Let's move on then. Okay, make that the next guy. Troy, is he getting traded too? No. So I wouldn't because, like, what are you getting? He's played, like, 15 games. I'd rather hang on to him. And, Denardo, you mentioned earlier in the chat. Do you extend him? Do you look at, like, all the options of G-Man Choi? I mean, I'm interested in seeing what he does the rest of the year. He's a lot younger than Carlos Santana. I don't know about extension, but I'm more than willing to watch him play first base for this team the rest of the year. Yeah, I wouldn't extend him. I don't really think he's any good. <laughs> but if he, plays, <laughs> if he plays well the rest of the year, then that's great. But like, I don't think you want to go into like the Yoshi Susugo trap here, yeah. where like you see him play well for three or Why? four weeks. Why? Because he's Asian. No, has nothing. <laughs> it's because he's an X-ray. <laughs> so okay. you don't want to sign those X. The, the people that the Tampa Bay Rays just dump, you don't want. You don't want to extend those guys. I don't know, Corey Dickerson. Well, I guess extending. He was good for that year. That's what I mean. Like, extension. So that's fair. Don't extend. Yeah. Yeah. Just re-sign Santana next year. Give him another like one year, eight million dollar deal. I'd rather move, do that. Move Henry Davis to first. It's fine. He can't catch. What's the matter? Or or I mean, once you trade Bednar to the red to the Reds, and you'll have Encarnacion Strand. So that's right. You're all settled. Yeah, it's all fine. I guess I'm at like I don't think there's going to be a package enough where I mean we already talked about like what are you going to return? I felt like Santana is going to get the bigger package. I felt like Santana was. Probably going to be like more likely trade because teams are more wanting to get him instead of Troy. Troy has looked good, like Tyler mentioned, since his return, but it's very, very limited right now. It's not a whole lot of eye tests, not a whole lot of data on him, right? Like, I'd rather have Santana knowing what I'm going to get than Troy. But as the Pirates side, is it just me or does it sound like he's saying Troy? Troy. 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 <laughs> Troy. Troy. <laughs> Troy. <laughs> At any rate, for the Pirates' end, and this is why I threw it out there like the extension. They gave Yoshi $4 million. I just, is we're going hypotheticals, right? But if this is a guy who likes being here, it is what it is, and you're like, mm, you know what? Do you want $5 million to stay next year? Would you entertain that? Like, it's just five, it's less than you got. It's five million dollars. No, right? No, because I want good players on the team. Like, I don't okay. want to. So that's I, just, I don't want to. I don't want to extend just some shitty first baseman just because he was here for two months and he played half decent. Like, he's not good. I guess <laughs> like we I shouldn't be. We differ. shouldn't be extending bad players. I don't think he's a bad player, but at any rate, he's not. Good. If you don't want to extend him, what I think would still be fair is to keep him. Let him play out and see what he is because you did sign him. You didn't really have the opportunity to see what he is. And if you can finish out the year and maybe you have more information on a Troy, C-H-O-I, not T-R-O-Y, 
if you have more information on him with the band shift and all that, you know, brought some enticement with him and you see how he plays out, then maybe the offseason you can entertain that. Because again, there is a black hole at first base. There just simply is. Yes, Connor Joe is here. He can play it, but he's not an everyday player and you don't want to play in first base all the time. There is a Malcolm Nunez who was tearing it up for got injured. He is on the mend. He's on the rehab assignment. I don't really believe in him either. And again, that's what we're going with. Like, there's a black hole. So maybe you keep him. You see what he does in his organization. And then in the offseason, if you want to, you can talk and discuss if a Troy is worth re-signing for whatever price it is. Yeah, I think I, I have to see what it is the rest of the year. If not, then I think there's enough here that you can get by with it. Like, Henry Davis is kind of the probably more obvious option, but you probably want to have him in a more uh, valuable spot, maybe in right field, which is not well, I don't good. Know, catcher. It's not going to happen. We all know it. This is where we are. But you, you probably want to give him as many opportunities as possible in right field. If not, maybe first base is the next spot. And if that doesn't work, then like signing first base is not, it's not hard. They got two of them. That's the thing. Like it's pretty easy. Yeah. They found two this off season. Finally said he was bad. Right. But they can find another bad first baseman if they want. Like there's plenty of them. If they want Santana back, he'll be there. That's also fair. There's there's going to be plenty of first base options next year if they want if they want to go after somebody. Okay, then let's move on. Anybody else that we find potentially being traded here? Just bring him up to bring him up, Connor Joe. No, Connor Joe's not even good enough to get like wow. in the lineup more than twice a week on this team. Yeah. And he's controllable, so like he's actually kind of valuable because you can keep him around for like five more years if you want him. Yeah, which they won't, but they they could. Right. No, I find him much more valuable to the Pirates than Plus whatever trade we bring back. Right. But no, I don't. I don't see Connor Joe getting traded. So is that it? I actually like. I think the Pirates should like go after some controllable arms this deadline. Like, get a little creative. You've got like 85 bajillion prospects in your system that other teams probably want. Like, they've got a ton of prospect depth, right? Fangraphs just mentioned this just ranked in the number one farm system in baseball. Like they've got they've got people to to play around with if they want. Those teams that are out of it and they have arms that are gonna be around for three more years or so. Throw your name in the hat and see what you can do for those guys. Mark's been commenting here in the um the comments here for a while, Montgomery. I don't sorry, Mark. I wouldn't necessarily go him because he's a free agent after this season. I'm pretty sure. So, like, that I think just he was talking about signing him. This oh, signing him. I'm, yeah. I'm, yeah. yeah, yeah, that's fine. Um, but 
there, there's got to be some teams out there who are going to be shopping around guys with like three years of control, like maybe Mitch Keller's, but just not at that level. Like a, a, a Jesus Lazardo. Stop. Not at that level, but someone like that, that PTSD some right other now. team has given up on and not yeah. quite at the low point of Tyler Beatty. Yeah, That's like fair. like Sometimes who's a terrible team? Project ish. The let's right. let's say the the Royals. The Royals suck, right? So like is there anyone on the Royals who they've maybe given up on who is somewhat interesting? Um well, who's their like Brady Singer? Yeah, that's what I'm thinking of. You know, oh, like they trade him because that's the other thing too. Like the Royals rebuild is nowhere close to being done. Like the Royals need a lot of stuff. So like maybe the Royals trade their 26 year old pitcher with three years of control for some pieces down the road. That's, that's maybe what I would be looking for if I'm the pirates. Yeah. Something to that effect, like a Brady singer type guy. That would be the smart thing to do. Yeah, nothing here. Like my mind's you went Royals, my mind said it went Tigers, and Tigers are just awful. I don't want any of their pitchers either. <laughs> They're all busts and injured and but yeah, I mean I, I don't hate that idea. I, I think that is something that Charrington could do this trade deadline is it's almost like the Neil Huntington MO in his later years, like the buy and sell opportunity. Yeah. So I think I think you have an opportunity to do that if you want. And like, like I said, you're dealing from a position of strength and that 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 farm system has a lot. They can deal a lot of those guys and really not miss miss anything. Right. A lot of depth. And then yeah. Paul Skeens. I'll say this. It's it's going to be interesting. There's going to be a lot of uh, hot takes on Twitter for the next few days, for sure. Yeah. I'm here like, even the Tigers. Like, would the Tigers trade Scooball? Do you want... That's what I was going with. Like, do you... Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. I would take them in a heartbeat. Do you think the value... Like, so again, talking about is he more valuable to the Tigers than whatever trade chip is going to get? You know what I mean? Like, what do you think the asking price is going to be? I think it's going to be more than you're willing to pry for Scooble to end up being the mess of players that you already have in the rotation. But I think those are the type of guys they they need to be they need to be looking at, seeing if those see see if those guys are available. Yeah, I think it just comes back to do you trust this team to develop it? Because I don't. So to Jim's point, get the guys that are already developed. Just underperforming. Yeah, man. This team can't develop anything. See, this is going to be a rabbit hole. I, I don't they're know just, if they can't develop anything. That's harsh. Yeah, there's it's very inconsistent. Because there's there Jared Jones. There's Anthony Salamato. Like, you name two guys that haven't been in the major leagues yet. Jack Sawinski's gotten a lot better. Mitch Keller's gotten a lot better. Um, 
Johan Oviedo looks like a very competent starting pitcher now, and and we didn't really think that was the case when we acquired him. Johan Oviedo has the same numbers he did in St. Louis. As a reliever. As a starter. Like, yeah, he's I don't know not if I'm ready good. to pen that in for Oviedo yet. Yeah. I'll say he's I'm, not, I'm like, more They don't develop anything. This team can't develop a damn thing. They Triage, never have baby. since Sherrington took over. They won't. Andy? We don't know. Yeah, we do. He's bad like 220. We thought we knew about Roanzi. We thought we knew about Luis Ortiz. Eh, maybe not no. him. But Roanzi, we thought we knew. No, trust me. No, I'm saying there are people All who of us have failed to develop, no, but there are people who have developed. Like, you can't say that Jack Swinski hasn't developed. Sure. He turned into a seven-hitter. We didn't think he'd be a major leaguer. Congrats. So there you go. That's a success story. I also put... Thank I'm God. Not defending. I'm not defending them by any way. I'm, I just know saying, I'm just saying, like... It, I know. I'm just. I'm moving basically your face into Donardo so that I can argue with you. Let's merge, Jim. No, like there, okay, there are way too many no. negative stories about this team. Yeah, it, it hasn't worked out with way too many people. Like it's to to, guys, it's to the point where we are talking about like a we are happy that they drafted Henry Davis because he didn't really have to get developed. That's why we talk about Paul Skeens being happy about him because he doesn't really have to be developed. Because we don't trust this team at all. Because they can't do it. No, completely fair. What I think is unfair is saying no one has developed. We question the development. Meant. Who but. has? Who has? Jack Swinsky. So not nobody. Yeah, he's okay. <laughs> like okay. we can live with him. I guess if you really want to get down the rabbit hole, like fuck, I don't even know. <laughs> We talk about uh, I still, one like can we talk about like one positive thing before we before we leave? Do we have yeah. to? I don't know what that is. <laughs> you don't even have an idea? <laughs> hey chat. <laughs> Give us a positive just, topic to I'm talk just about. saying, we've been like complaining for as we're waiting for chat minutes, to tell us. Okay. So, like, okay. I, my you take know on what? that though, Tyler. David Bednar. David Bednar got developed. I'll take him. Okay. Sure. Fair. We'll give him credit for him. Uh, to, to add on, though, my, my biggest thing is like you're talking about development. And yes, there's absolutely questions, but I blame a lot more. Like the coaching is just awful. They have to absolutely clean house. I want to see clean house. Yeah. A lot yeah. of coaches need to go. And then with a clean slate and hopefully better players, or I'm sorry, coaching, maybe we can get a better analysis of the development because. 
I absolutely believe the last regime, that was the biggest thing. It was, they not know talent. They develop, I think they know talent because we see the guys going other, other places and, and playing well. It was clearly a developmental problem. And I see the same exact issues. And also, they kept most of the scouts. So it's the same guys eyeing the talent. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, clear development part. But again, to me, a lot, I think a lot of it is on the coaching also. The, the, Haynes got to go, and I'm back on get rid of Marine. I want a pitching coach, not a pitching triage. I th- it just comes back to there's not been one guy that's just come out of nowhere. Save your, your Jack Sawinski. I don't even think he's like an out of nowhere type of guy, though. I mean, I think he kind of is. But at the same time, you look at a Jack Swinski, and if you don't watch him every day, you probably will just look at his fan graphs page and think, oh, this guy's pretty good this year. You watch him every day. He's annoying. No, I get it. To me, like, Rodolfo Castro is more of the... Yeah. That was Castro, and he regressed. Or even like a Diego Castillo, he didn't pan out. Like someone, just one of these dudes. We've seen a thousand and a half middle infielders. Not one, not one, not an iota. Yeah, that's the frustrating part. Whatever, whatever's happening here is not working. So I think the only positive topic we got, and I'm not sure if this is a positive topic or who's answering some question or, to- or whatever, but Anthony Salamedo, I mean, that kid is looking pretty damn good. Another good start tonight. He's already in double A, performing in double A as well. Like off the rip. This isn't like he came to double A and had some learning curve. I mean, he came in and he's pitching fantastic already. I know it has some harsh words from Eric this offseason. Uh, the velocity is better, though. Jim like, doesn't know point, he's blocked. To his point, though, Eric said, like, that velocity isn't playing. Anthony's gotten the velocity up some. Yeah, Anthony Solomon has been very good facing double A and under hitters. Jim had to spin it to a negative. <laughs> No, I mean that's that's a, that's a, that's a that's a positive. That's a positive. Like he's been very good. He you could not ask for more from Anthony Salamedo at this point. Yeah, I agree. If you would have if you would have time traveled two years in the future from when he was drafted, and you would see who he is right now, you would say, "This is this is great." And since we know aliens and UFOs are real, can they time travel? I wonder if they've figured out time travel. I don't think they have. I don't think time travel exists. Because you just got to think from like a logistical standpoint. If it did exist and you like went back or forward in time, you could mess up so many things that I don't think it's I don't think it's real. If time travel existed, we'd probably be gone. We wouldn't even be alive. Time, you just said you'd mess up so many things. However, time travel no, like we would be like we would the pirates organization. The human race. Bob Nutting is the first time traveler. The human race would not exist if time what travel doing was here? real, or was would ever be real at any point in time. 
I don't think it exists. Only for those reasons, but and does. then you then you even think about it like you try time travel back in time and you like change something in the past. Does that affect the fact that time travel even ever existed? And then again, when you speak of dimensions, you're just what if you're just going to other dimensions? And that's really what it is. Like you're not time traveling back in this dimension, time traveling just puts you in another dimension of that existence. So therefore you're not ruining this dimension that we're in. <laughs> the only way we could talk positively is we talked about time travel so we could end it on there <laughs> I guess that's it we're just done I'm good yeah I All think right. so then let's our last comment last thing we'll talk about we talked about people who are playing or potentials who does get traded Jim uh, Rich Hill. That's Rich it. Hill. That's Rich it. Hill's the only one that gets sell. Rich We're Hill. Not, that's it. Rich Hill gets traded. No one else does. I'm with Jim. Jim Austin and Ty Hedges as well. Nah. Austin Hedges get traded. Nah. We're out of here. Thanks for watching. Uh, bye bye. Peace out, Scouts. See you guys. Hey, you all. Thank you for watching. I know we try to provide the most entertaining content that we can, uh, and we'd love to spread it to as many people as possible. So uh, I know it doesn't seem like a lot, but if you could take the five seconds to like this video and subscribe to the page, it helps out so much more than you know. Thank you, and let's go Bucks.